0: How's it going, everybody? Uh, My name is Tyler Raymond. Uh, This is the Who That Dish podcast. As always, I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Charlie Pollock. How's it going, Charlie? What's up, man? Yeah, unfortunately, our third amazing uh, co-host, Dayton Brown, couldn't make it. We you still got two out of three that's still a passing record so <laughs> we're here to bring you guys an amazing episode if you guys ha- haven't already listened to it make sure to go check out our previous episode where we covered the rams review it was a great episode got to hear charlie's awesome story about being there the great food the great experience it was literally awesome but uh Moving on, though, we've got some big news to break down, and we figured we would do it here first for you guys. In case you've been living under a rock regarding the New Orleans Saints, this is what's been going on. So according to multiple sources, uh, the other day the New Orleans Saints brought in several receivers for workouts this week. Uh, we'll start off first by saying, if you guys haven't already heard, this is now the third receiver. The Saints have lost to injured reserve. We believe this is the reason, but we'll, we'll get, in, get into that in a little bit. So as Tommy Lewis, uh, a few weeks ago, or a while ago, was Tekken Jr., and now Cameron Meredith is on injured reserve. But with that going forward, though, uh, they brought in three receivers for workouts. This includes former Seahawks wide receiver Brandon Marshall, wide receiver Kamar Aiken, and most notably, former Cowboys receiver Dez Bryant. So it was announced earlier today, though, that the Saints have signed uh, former Cowboys wide receiver Dez Bryant to a one-year deal. Throw up the boys Dez Bryant <laughs> is heading to New Orleans. Charlie, let's get your thoughts on it, man. How crazy is it that Drew Brees is now going to be throwing to Dez Bryant? He once threw to him in the Pro Bowl, but now yeah. it's a real thing. Dez Bryant is in black and gold, man. I... I'm excited, I'm kind of cautiously optimistic, you know how these... Same.
1: I mean, look, Dez can say all that he wants about, you know, wanting to go to a contender, and it wasn't about the money, and blah, 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 blah. I mean, the Ravens, to me, looked like a contender when they offered him a contract, and they offered him a pretty good contract, so I... I don't really know about that. And then what, if, if you wanted to go to a contender, why would you even entertain the idea of visiting with the Browns? You Because know, the Browns, let's face it, they are not a contender and they weren't even looking like one back when he visited with them. So I don't know. I mean, the cynic in me is kind of like, look, there's a reason why Des Bryant was unemployed until November. And, yeah. and then you can, you can say, well, it's because he hadn't found the right fit. Or you can say it's because people didn't want to deal with him. You know, is he... He's definitely lost his step. He's not the same explosive Des Bryant. You know, that's, yeah, that's for certain, but he's still good enough to be accounted for. And I think that is what this offense is missing. And because outside of Kamara and Thomas in the passing game, you don't have to scheme a coverage to anybody. I mean, Treyquan Smith is someone who's coming on and getting better. And you can tell drew trust him because he's had some pretty crazy sideline, you know, uh, Acrobatic catches. Um yeah. he got a touchdown again last week. And and even on that play, I mean, that actually happened right in front of me. And wow. and you could tell he he wasn't uh he wasn't Drew's first target. Drew kind of went back through his progression and found Quan coming across the middle and threw it, just threw a good ball and he made a good diving catch. But yeah, getting Dez in there, um, it's it's an it's just another receiving option for Drew. And, you know, I don't think you know, I, I could totally be wrong. I, I'm kind of taking the same approach with Dez that I did with Eli Apple in that I don't expect him to did come in much? and just tear it up. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to do that. Like the Saints offense is, is very deep and very complex. And yeah. if you ever hear the recordings of them calling plays, you know, it's like, it's, it's like a, para- right. It's a paragraph long or something. So it, <laughs> and, and like, I don't, I don't think Dez is not football smart. I mean, he's definitely a, he's a football smart kind of guy, so he's going to be able to pick up on it, but it's week eight, man. I mean, yeah. you know, you, you're, you install elements of the offense every week and the progression of that is kind of strong in the beginning when you're, you know, going through, through training camp and all that. But when you're going week by week through the NFL season, you're installing more and more depth, to the playbook and each person has more and more assigned to them. And there's more nuances and things that can change on the fly. And, you know, Dez is going to have to come in and learn that. And I'm sure there's going to be enough of him, enough of, you know, a game plan to get him involved, be it this week or not. I mean, it would be cool to see him play this week just because, you know, that would, I mean, that would just be kind of (laughs) cool. See Dez Bryant (laughs) on the field this week. I mean, you know, but it's different on defense. Defense is, you know, you're man-to-man or you're cover two or you're cover three. And then, you know, but uh, it's a need. I mean, when you look at Michael Thomas's production and then you look at the second leading receiver on the team, it's Alvin Kamara. And it's like there's there's just such a gap between Michael Thomas and the next wide receiver. And that's partly due to the fact that Michael Thomas is just that good. And yeah. Drew Brees is, is that good at getting him the ball. But then part of that is there's not anybody else who's who's consistently winning battles. You know what I mean? It's not getting open. Right. It's yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, you know, I think this move should absolutely help the Saints. And I'm very, very hopeful that, you know, he's a key piece in us winning a Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, I I hope so, too. You know, uh, a little bit about the situation that's going on. It's like we said, it's a one year deal. He has a a base uh salary right now of six hundred thousand, which I think is a steal. I know you do too, right Charlie
1: yeah, oh yeah, I mean, well, it's a one point two million dollar contract that got prorated yeah. to six, and then I think something like five hundred thousand in incentives or something like that. I mean overall, yeah. it's a steal, and it's a steal because the cowboys are still paying him a lot of money <laughs> yeah it,
0: it's fun <laughs> so he though. we
1: could afford you know. One man's misfortune is another man's fortune or whatever. (laughs) Cowboys – because we've been on the losing end of that too. I mean we've been paying – paid a lot of dead money out to people, and that's what they're doing to Dez, and we were the beneficiaries of that. And now we could offer him something something low, and, and hopefully Dez balls out, and he's able to earn
0: a big contract after this. Yeah. Hopefully it's a win-win for both teams. Who knows? Maybe by the end of it, he'll have a Super Bowl reign, and then he'll really get paid next season. But with that being said, though, we mentioned about Traquan Smith. He's been decent, you know. Uh, but here's a real eye-opener for everybody at home who, who don't really – who don't know the full – the full scope of the whole situation. So we mentioned in the last episode, Michael Thomas has through halfway through the year, 70 receptions. The next receiver, not running back not tight end only has 12 and that's Traquan Smith. Now, Cameron Meredith being out, uh, I was going to mention really how everything's sort of in a flux with Meredith. You know, we don't know what's been going on. Nope. Sean Payne really doesn't say anything, unfortunately. And then this happens with the knee. I was reading on Twitter that, it's been, I guess, a uh, constant swelling. You know, it really hasn't gone down. So they're going to scope his knee out a bit, and hopefully he'll be able to return by the end of the year before the playoffs. Maybe. Who knows? But um, uh, other things about Meredith, he hasn't really he hasn't received a target in the last three games. If, if that's being said anything, it's not pretty. So maybe it's almost like a blessing in disguise that he's going to injury reserve. Because I think Saints fans, we're going to freak out if Cameron Meredith wasn't in this next upcoming game against the Bengals, Sean Payton, when he was, um, asked about it, he was basically, basically referring to Drew Brees, offense, the progression. He was saying the progression of the offense and how the different offensive personnel and how that played into it. He, he basically wasn't giving a definitive answer and neither was Drew Brees about it. But, uh, I think Charlie, you could probably agree at least for me, because I was actually really curious about it. I was, um, I looked up on YouTube the other day, uh, a pre-injury to Cameron Meredith, how he was playing for the Bears and everything, and he looks like a totally different receiver. Sure, he has a different uh, jersey color on, but he just doesn't look the same anymore. You know, and isn't it crazy how you can believe that? How one little, in- well, not little, one injury can really impact a receiver going forward years after. You know, how crazy is that?
1: Yeah. And I think, uh, the reports today were what that he was, his knee was getting swollen and yeah. it just it, it was the same knee that he hurt. I don't, you know, I'd love to hear Dr. David Chow <laughs> talk about it. Um, we'll have to tweet pro, him at pro football doc. Um, you know, is the swelling something new or is it directly related to the ACL, you know, that, yeah. that he tore? Is it, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I don't know. I don't know. But um, you know, he obviously just for whatever reason was what, you know if it was the knee or if it was, you know, Sean Payton said the progression, what does that mean? Does that mean the progression out of the injury or does that mean the progression within the playbook? Yeah. Um it's you know, and and look, I do think that the Saints offense is a complicated offense. It's not you don't have the continued offensive success of the Saints by having a basic offense. You just yeah, don't. Sure. And and it takes certain, you know, football IQ to, to play within that system. And Absolutely. you know, that's why when you hear people talk about Michael Thomas and obviously he's a talented guy, but when you hear people talk about him, they say he's he's well beyond his years and and they don't mean that from a talent standpoint, I mean rookies come in the league talented than 10-year vets and yet the 10-year vet will beat him nine times out of 10 it's because exactly. of The wherewithal and the knowledge of the system and the nuances of playing wide receiver There's so many nuances of playing wide receiver and especially with a guy like drew Brees, who's seeing 70 million different things at once you have to have That same vision as your quarterback because if you're if he calls a play and you're supposed to run a quick slant but you know, depending on how the corners lined up, you could turn that quick slant into a into a fade route or into a hit. You know, you have to see what he sees, and maybe yeah. it is that Cam Meredith wasn't seeing that, and 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 kind of like the reason, like you know, I was saying I didn't think it was a it was a mental thing because Cam Meredith played quarterback, so I'm always thinking You'd Cam think Meredith, yeah. right? Yeah, he's seeing what he needs to see, but you know, um, he's on IR. I don't know if the Saints are going to quit on him you know for next season because he's you know he's done for the year I don't know if they're going to quit on him and you know as far as going into next year but uh you know filling in someone like that with Des Bryant is you know that's got to be a win I mean you have to assume that Bryant's going to be able to produce more than that
0: absolutely you know and obviously we don't know you know if if it's a like a mind thing an injury thing But Des Bryant's really healthy. The only main thing, I guess, going against him, but not by much, is that he probably should lose five pounds. That's what people have been saying on Twitter. Uh, Like the analysts, the reporters, that's what Champagne has been saying. But um, other than that, though, you know, he's an experienced veteran, has talent. Sure, uh, I'm sure Cameron Meredith uh, beats him some ways, but... I think Des Bryant could really, you know, if helpful, if healthy, everything goes well, he picks up the offense. I think he could really be a big addition for the Saints, you know, and we've been mentioning this week after week, and I'll mention it again. uh, The Saints have been so dependable on Mike Thomas. It it just isn't sustainable, you know, and we've said it in weeks past how what we would love to see people step up, of course, is the other receivers, you know, and because, for one, I love seeing when Jubrius throws it to different people because you can never account for everybody on this offense. So that's just how good this offense is. But two is, they haven't seen it yet, but you're going to find a team with a corner or, or a defensive back that will take out Mike Thomas, they, or at least slow him down. So now that we have a receiver, a legitimate number two receiver, uh, sure, he isn't what he used to be, but he could still make plays. He can still, you know, uh, be a playmaker. He still has the ability to do things. I think it's going to help, you know. And I wrote down some notes, too, about what people have been saying. I've noticed from Des Bryant, right, playing with the Cowboys. So people have been saying, i have like to, so I agree with him. You know, he's an efficient redstone target. I don't have the official stats on me, but, you know, he's known for the jump ball. He's known for just going up. Or maybe going uh, to a fade in the end zone—all that good stuff. He's known for being a playmaker when it comes to touchdowns. Just a, a few years ago, didn't he have like I think like fourteen, sixteen touchdowns? Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, sixteen. Yeah, touchdowns. like
0: it, it just goes to show. Like that's him. That's him when he was a hundred percent, like at his best. Sure, he might not be at his best now, but we're still going to be getting something from that. That ability there, you know, and people analysts have been saying around that they think that maybe the short to intermediate routes. Uh, I think it's funny too that um how the Saints' offense has sort of shifted to match Drew Brees' aging body. And nothing's really noticeable, but um he isn't launching it downfield uh every day now. He he sort of does the short to intermediate stuff. I think Des Bryant can help with that. I think the third downs, it wouldn't surprise me if he helps with that. I think this is going to be a good addition when they finally get him acclimated, you know. And I think it's really going to help, hopefully. I think he's going to be a big playmaker. I don't know how much he's going to contribute compared to Traquan Smith or uh, Cameron Meredith even or Teggit Jr. But I think it's going to help, you know. And
1: Yeah, no, he'll, he'll help. He'll help for sure because he'll help um... – because Des Bryant needs to be accounted for yeah. when you're when you're lining up, because you know I don't know if he's gonna force you to bracket coverage, but you know he needs to be accounted for in your defensive game plan, and that is gonna help everybody else. Another element, yeah. I mean, yeah that that is just another element to this offense, and what is different between, you know one of the things that. I've noticed about this offense over the last two years is Mm. previous to the last two years, it was like every game you could, you, you would hear, Oh, Drew Brees completes, uh, you know, his uh, pass to the sixth or seventh person of the game, you know, where it seemed like Brees was really spreading it out.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: Yeah. Okay. But what I've kind of noticed about, this offense and last year, well, not only is the running game doing a lot better and that has a lot to do with, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just better running backs and better offensive line play. But, um, like we are kind of playing small ball. And I remember saying that earlier in the year, playing small ball to to keep, to keep your defense off the field. Our defense was horrendous, you know, in three, seven and nine years and the offense was doing well, but it wasn't really doing the defense any favors. It's not like we were going these long clock chewing drives and, you know, be able to close out games at the end. You know, we were still a high flying, high power offense, scoring a lot of points, but putting our defense into tough spots. And we've done that now. Like a lot of people say, oh, you know, Drew doesn't have the arm strength anymore. You know, it could be that we're changing our offensive philosophy to fit him more. But I kind of think we've changed our offensive philosophy to help the defense more because, you know, if your defense gets in, a, you know, a 10 play, 85 yard drive and gives up a touchdown. And then you score within the next couple plays mm-hmm. and they got to go back out on the field. It's, that's how you generate a shooting, a shootout. And, yeah. and it seems like with this small ball that we've played the last couple of years, you know, we've really, you know, and this is the thing when we want to go deep, we can go deep. It's not. Yeah. I Drew don't see building, holding so. Drew's arm back. I've seen. I could still see Drew, you know, put put it on the money going deep, but yeah. I think it's more of a philosophy that's changed a little bit to help the defense and yeah to help Drew. Kind of like when you know the last year or so of Romo, it was kind of the same thing. And I think where Des Bryant comes into play is Des Bryant is good on those quick slants, you know, or those those dig routes over the middle. Or the back shoulder fades up the sidelines, and yep. he has always been a red zone beast. I mean, ever since he came in the league, he's been a beast in the red zone. So I think all of that together, the the, the difference of offensive philosophy, is mm-hmm. where Des Bryant can really, you know, I don't see Des Bryant going on super deep routes and just blowing past it. That's Ted Ginn's job. When Ted Ginn comes back, that that top end yeah. speed guy will be back in the offense. Yeah, Des
0: doesn't beat you with his speed, you
1: know? Des, no, he's always been a, he'll beat you physically. With his body, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. He wins the physical matchups. And, and honestly, Mike's the only receiver we have that does
0: that. I know. Like, it's, it's, throw, nuts if you, when you throw the ball
1: it. to Traquan, he's going to catch it because he's got ridiculous hands and he's got really good feet. But, man, I mean, you've seen, you've seen Mike, you've seen Drew throw passes to Mike when he's completely covered.
0: Oh, you yeah. Know? and Drew kind of puts it ways. on a
1: little bit of an area where only Mike can get it, and Mike gets
0: it. And yeah. and
1: I think that's what's expected of Dez.
0: Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's funny right now, what I'm thinking about right now, like how, how everything's going to line up for the Saints. Uh, listen to this terrifying matchup. On one end, you've got Michael Thomas, the god at routes, the guy who's physical, who can beat you, who flexes on you every time he catches on you just how, like, sure Michael Thomas doesn't have that breakaway, top-notch, million-miles-an-hour speed, but he practically has everything else. He he has amazing hands, quickness, toe-tapping feet. The list goes on and on. He's literally can't guard Mike on Twitter. That's right. the reason. And right. on the other side now, sure, you have a 30-year-old, but you have a reliable number two when he gets acclimated. You have somebody—I wrote it down, too, because it it really impresses me what he's still able to do. Uh, You have somebody that can stretch a field, somebody whose height, his ability to jump. uh, Let it be known that, sure, it might not be, I bet, as high as it used to be. But he can still jump pretty high. His body frame to beat you. Somebody uh, that, although he's 30 and it might not be what he used to be, he still has the ability to make an impact. You know, he's an efficient target. He's a red zone threat. He— like he's Des Bryant, he throws up the X. Like just the name itself, uh, like you should. Everybody, should have seen on Twitter how big of a reaction, like everybody was getting from it, you know. And like, there's uh, this is one guy I follow on Facebook. I forget his name. He's he's like a comedian, right, Charlie? And uh, he does like parodies mainly with the Cowboys. But um, like, oh Des, yeah, uh, yeah, Des Bryant is such an addition for the Saints. So this is gonna help us so much. Uh, uh, like, the the guy with the parody, he made this huge video about, oh, uh, just as Frank going to the Saints, and, like, oh, what this means for Cowboys, and I loved it. Like, uh, I don't think Saints fans realize just yet. Like, obviously, he's a big-name addition, you know, and we got him for cheap. But I don't think Saints fans realize yet just how impactful he can be for this offense, this offense, like, on the very top thin ice, at the very top looks perfect but when you really get into the meat of everything isn't so i think this is really going to help you know and
1: yeah i mean it should help i'm optimistic it's going to help i'm hopeful it's going to help but you know like with anything with the saints there's always a little bit of guard up in me that's you know it's more like i got to see it to believe it you know everything you should work out um Hopefully. you know and, and dez i think really could be one of those missing pieces to the to the team like i think there are there are areas of the team that in order to make it a fine-tuned Super Bowl team, they have to come together, and yeah. one of that is a is a legit threat at the second wide receiver, um, and then the other one is Eli Apple becoming better mm-hmm. than what Ken Crawley was last year when Ken Crawley was at his best. Yeah. Um, you know Marcus Davenport getting healthy and us having a a strong pass rush, and then obviously health. Those are yeah. the things in my opinion that all need to happen for us to win the super bowl and you know i i really think that des should be you know i have a couple buddies up here because um Mm -hmm. in in my area it's funny because there's so many cowboys fans here it's bizarre Mm -hmm. as hell there's so many you know washington dc area natives that are cowboy fans and so i immediately go to them you know and say okay we got What can you tell me does he does he still have anything left in the tank is he is he uh is he a head case is he something we need to worry about because yeah I mean let's face it Dez doesn't have a squeaky clean pass it's not like we oh, hire yeah
0: second yeah
1: right yeah we so you know my my friends say look he's 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 the kind of guy who can who can be big time on third down big time in the red zone and on offense those are really like the two most important areas of the field are third down and red zone. So if he, sure. should, if he can come in and make a play, then, you know, i am be happy about it.
0: Me too. You know, and uh, we'll get into uh, what we're going to mention, the negatives of Des if there are any going forward right now in a second. But I had to mention, of course, what our good buddy, Dayton Brown, uh, the guy who couldn't be here tonight, of course, our amazing co-host, uh, had to say about Dez. So he said, oh, I'm a Dez signing. He loves it. Uh, another move showing the front office believes that they can win now just need a little bit of help. I think the move will open up opportunities for Trey Smith more than anything, but it will benefit the entire offense in the long run. And it's funny. I think Des Bryant's actually a good run blocker too uh, with um, when he mentions the long run, uh, uh, just in a couple of different ways in one. But um, so on the negatives, uh, you know, like you mentioned, Des Bryant doesn't have a squeaky clean pa- pass, He's a passionate player, of course. I think it actually sort of relates back to a former LSU player, Odell Beckham. But, um, you know, he's a passionate player, but sort of to the media, he almost looks a little selfish, almost looks like a little bit of a crybaby. You know, he wants balls thrown his way. People have said before that he could be a negative, um, a negative locker room uh, presence, a negative presence overall. And to that, I say this the Saints have a mentality going forward. The Saints have a unique construct of who they are as a team right now. It's New New Orleans, for Pete's sake. Like, it's a party city. The team's all about love, you know, and I think they're going to open, welcome Dez with open arms. And the thing is, too, this man's playing for a contract. It's probably not going to be with the Saints unless something happens and the Saints decide they want to pay Dez big money next year. Des Bryant is planning to help himself find another team next year. So I think he's going to be squeaky clean, hopefully. And I think it's going to help everything going down the long run. I think it's going to be a win-win for both teams. But what do you think, though, about him being passionate, him being, you know, uh, a supposed uh, negative influence? What do you think about that, Charlie? Here's what I'll say about Des is he's, I, he,
1: you know, he kind of reminds me of Michael Irvin and some of those old school wide receivers in that he's a diva yeah, and exactly. a lot of that's the word. are divas, you know, and that's just comes with the territory of being a wide receiver. You want the spotlight on you. You want the ball to come to you. I mean, you want a wide receiver, to kind of have a little bit in, of that in him. And Mike has a little bit of that in him. I don't see Mike at all as being a diva, but he's a dog, and he wants the yeah, ball. He you shows know? up
0: when he needs to.
1: Shows up when he needs to. He, he wants the ball thrown his way, and Dez is yeah. one of those guys. Here's what I'll say about the negative parts about Dez. First of all, this is the guy who got thrown out of a band from a shopping mall. Uh, he did? He did. And Oh, wow. This is the guy who like beat up his own mom, Oh geez. <laughs> like that—that's never okay. And yeah. then, you know, he's also a guy that when he left, I know that Dallas was going through some stuff, and I know that the Cowboys kind of used him as a scapegoat a little bit. Yeah, he did. Okay, but the pressure was on him, and well, yeah, and 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 Sean Lee is you know a well-respected captain for the Cowboys. He's well-respected throughout the entire league and especially within that locker room, he had some choice words to say about Dez. So, yeah. you know, again, like, that part of me that is optimistic, I'm also very skeptical. Like, I'm a really skeptical guy by nature. Like, my profession is I'm an auditor, and auditors don't believe crap until it's proven ten times over. And so, like, that's how I'm always, I always end with the Saints. When everyone was excited about, you know, the Eli Apple trade, I'm like, is he going to be any better than Ken Crawley? You know, like that that you need him to be better than Ken Crawley's best. Exactly. And, and I, and I had, like I said, I take the same approach to the dead signing. Like on paper, it, it looks and it should be and feel like a good move, but is it going to pan out? Is he going to mesh with this locker room? This locker room is airtight, man. This group exactly. is really tight. They have this attitude about them, but they also share this bond. I mean, you know, in, I think the Saints are really judicious when it comes to adding personalities to the locker room. Like Demario Davis was such an awesome acquisition because not only is he good, is he a good player? I mean, the dude fit right in with everybody.
0: Yeah, and, he really did. He's helped yeah, and so Ted, much.
1: You know, Ted in last year, same thing. Man, Teo, same thing. Uh, AJ Klein, same thing. You know, they kind of have their little linebacker room that's real tight, and they kind of do their little dances together and all that stuff. And and I just really hope that Des understands, like. Des can talk a good game, right? Like yeah, Coach Payton, and obviously Drew Brees was aware of this because he said he was aware of it back in you know the summertime when they were talking to Des Bryant about coming here. And and Sean Payton I still can't believe
0: that it's been that long ago they were talking. Sean to Payton
1: him. talked to him in April after the draft, yeah, and said, "Look, we, we wanted you, but we drafted Trae Quan, so we're going to kind of roll with that and see what we can do." And you know throughout that whole process, and then the visit yesterday or whatever. Des Bryant can can say all can say all the right things, you know. Yeah, I'm a team player. Look, I know what you guys have going on in here. I'm not going to make the spotlight about me. I just want to mm-hmm. come in, show what I can prove, contribute and help this team win a Super Bowl. He can say all that. But it's still Des Bryant. Yeah. I mean, like it it was still Randy Moss in New England when you know, a lot of people remember that, you know, that that crazy season where he had up there, but it went south when he left. Like it didn't end, you know, he didn't ride off in the sunset. And I hope with Dez that that doesn't happen. Like, I hope Dez stays true to his word and that, look, you know, he has to understand Michael Thomas is the best wide receiver yeah. in, in in the locker room, and it's not going to be Dez Bryant, that Michael Thomas is the number one wide receiver, and he's going to be treated that way. And your role is to, is to be a supporting—you uh, have a supportive role to Michael Thomas, and you're obviously an option, you know, in the passing game, but— like you're not the top dog anymore, and he like yeah. I really, really, really hope he has that in his
0: head, and he's gonna do whatever it takes to help win
1: and not be a distraction.
0: Let's hope. I think for his sake, you know, I think for like the better the the betterment of the team, the betterment of himself. Obviously, like new spreads like a wildfire. If people are finding out that Des Bryant is being ignorant, being being a jack, you know, being a guy that is pointing it all about himself first. Before this potential Super Bowl winning team, team's going to find out about it, and no team is going to want to sign him. Sure, I think things would change. I feel like has a huge eight games for the Saints in the playoffs, but I think for himself, like he, he's thirty. Obviously, he's mature enough to know uh, to put the team before him, to help the team any way he can contribute. We didn't mention it. Hopefully, not drop any balls. Um, yeah, but um, I think hopefully it'll work out. You know, I really, I really hope, I really pray it works out because I think at the best, what we're getting is this top-notch receiver who can add another element that the teams are going to have to scheme for to to this offense. Like, think about it. you have, like, just a, qu- a quick mention: Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees, a powerful running back Mark Ingram literally can do everything, uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. And now does Bryant? Not to mention you have other playmakers like Benjamin Watson, Josh Hill, Traquan Smith, uh, Taysom Hill. Like You're not going to be able to stop this offense. This offense, I actually saw on Twitter, uh, uh, I think it's a league best right now. Uh, Of all the drives, let's say the the Saints have 10 drives or whatever, uh, uh, of all the season this year, they score on 58% of them. That is insane. That that's what you want from this offense, and that's what right. that's what's happening. So yeah. I think and Dez Bryant, if he knows what to do, only makes this team better, and hopefully yeah, he doesn't and, bring any spotlight to it.
1: And me having said all that about Dez and yeah. his attitude and all that, I there, okay. Having said all of that, I still don't want Dez to change. Like I still want Dez. Oh okay, yeah, I still want him
0: to be fiery. Yeah, I
1: still want him to be fiery and passionate because that's what makes Des great. And honestly, that fire and passion will mesh well with what this team is all about because this team has swagger. They have they have a mojo going that you want to they see keep going. And I think someone like Dez, you know, in in the right in the right doses, can can fit right in with that. You know, the Absolutely. boot gang stuff and the Michael Thomas throwing up his flex on, like all that. I mean, I just the think flex of
0: it, it, the X. Right. Flexing the eggs. Yeah. but I I agree with you, though. You know, I I think hopefully in the end, hopefully everything works out, you know, and I think hopefully in the end, this is a great move. The house pushed the Saints to the Super Bowl, you know, and offenses can't be stopped, especially when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback leading the huddle. So, like, I feel bad for opposing defenses. I'm sorry. I can't help you there. But, uh. Uh, good luck stopping Drew Brees and company, you know? But um, I think it's going to be great, though, you know? Uh, prediction. Do you think uh, Des Bryant plays this, uh, this week against the Bengals or no? I, I know don't it's know. Tough.
1: It's know. really tough. You know, I said, like, unequivocally absolutely not that Eli Apple would play. And then he did. And he played. And he didn't just play. I mean, he freaking started and played the entire game. Yeah.
0: And,
1: huh. Yeah. So... Whatever I say is probably going to be wrong, but I would I say there's a <laughs> good chance that Des plays, you know, maybe like ten snaps or something. I just want to see Des catch a pass, man. I don't care yeah, if it's a cool. three yard hitch or a slant route or something. I just want to see Drew Brees throw the ball and Des Bryant catch it. But can you imagine? I mean, the Eagles game. You know, he's an he's an ex NFC East guy, so you know he That's there's a little. Announced. You know, it's special when he plays against the Eagles it's gonna be special when he plays against the Cowboys again but that first home game man if Des Bryant scores a touchdown at home like if his yeah, first touchdown were at home that dome's gonna go just berserk because yeah. I know fans are completely fired up and excited about having about having Des Bryant on on the
0: team. But, but yeah, it's gonna yeah. be nuts. I, I cannot wait for it, you know. But um, before we uh sign things off, I, I promised the last episode I would read off the winners of the uh, people who won the Quint Early, the the books from Quint Early. Uh, so yeah, uh, we chose five people, we had a total of 16 people that retweeted. Uh, the winners are uh, I'm not gonna read their Twitter handles, I'll just read their things, and yeah, we'll go from there. Jodie Breeze, we had who that girl 1220. We had uh, Trey, Trey. That um, he has a big name. Trey, you had uh, Nader, uh, Nader Murphy, and then you also had Matt Sneedy. So congratulations, guys, on winning. I will message you guys later when um when all everything's said and done about that. But yeah, anything else you really had to say, uh, Charlie, about uh, the addition of Des Bryant? No, I I no. trust Coach Payton. I did too.
1: And Pete. Carmichael to incorporate Des's skill sets in into this offense. And I expect there to be a lot more production out of him than what we
0: were getting out of Meredith and Carr. Amen <laughs> to that, man. You know, and uh certainly Carr hasn't really been doing anything either. But um, you know, in the end, let's hope that everything goes well. And yeah, so uh Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode, guys, of the Who That Dish podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Here's where you can find our social media. So on Twitter, you can find our f- official Who That Dish podcast account at the WDD podcast. You can find uh, Charlie over there at St. Charlie. You can find the guy who wasn't here tonight, but he usually is. So, Dan, if you're listening, you can follow him at Dan underscore Brown. Underscore. You can follow myself at Raymond Tyler M. Make sure to check us out on Facebook. Uh, uh, we have Roy Anderson all the amazing people at Who Dat Dish posting um, on com of course. Uh, they have a Facebook page, too. That's why I mentioned that. And then for where you can find our podcast articles, you can find them on speaker.com if you're searching the web. Or if you have an iPhone, just search on iTunes. But as always, we'll see you guys soon. And, yeah, as always, Who dat? Who dat?